Alright, welcome back everyone. We are going to head into the main questions now. I hope you guys enjoyed getting to know John a bit more. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely enjoyed it. I think I learned a lot more about John. Sweet. So, these main questions we're going to start off with. One, why did you start dancing? And what is your background in dance? Alright, awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, why I started dancing. So I started dancing just like, I, I think there's the um, same reason as a lot of people. And it was when we all saw, we all watched MJ. I think MJ kind of influenced a lot of people to, to jam. Yeah. Um, but my influences were also MJ and my old man. Mm. So a story that a lot of people don't know, a little background story is, or history of mine is my old man was actually a break dancer in the 80s. Yep. And so... Um, back in Samoa and when a movie called Beach Street um, for those who are young and don't know what that movie is I recommend you go and watch it because it is the history of hip hop one of the biggest histor- historical movies of, his- of hip hop English and so when that movie in the 80s when it hit Samoa dude it became a phenomenon like everyone in, in the islands dude they were like this is it like I want to do this you know what I mean like they saw guys doing windmills on the ground they saw Mr. Wave doing all his waves and vibrating stuff and so they were like oh dude this is it and so back inside they used to um, they used to throw little comps little um, village comps um, and um, my old man used to have a crew yeah. and they used to go to these comps and then there was one time they went to a, a, a breakdance competition in another village mm. and they walked there and yeah. these villages are not close yeah. so they walked there and they competed and they won and it's crack up because uh, when I think about competitions nowadays when you win it's obviously a trophy and the obvious money yeah. like you know what I mean but dude when I when I think of humble times I think of I think back to like the islands and their prizes so my dad and his crew won and their prize was a whole cooked pig oh yeah dude. that's actually bad that's actually that's bad. Bad. Yo, i'm that's like bad. you know it's crack up because yeah. i think about it and i'm like damn you know what like food is actually that not is a poppy. bad prize yeah, yeah, eh? like poppy, you know what i mean and so like obviously in the islands back in those times like money was money but um it wasn't like not everyone had a lot of it so they would obviously make prizes out of other stuff and so that prize was a whole cooked pig mm. and so what they did is that um my old man told me the story and when they won they him his crew and his little brother or my uncle but his little brother came for a walk they just wanted to join they won the pig and then they walked home and ate the pig like they walked home no they ate the pig yeah. while walking home so yeah. they were just walking this like 20 30 maybe even 50 to an hour walk back to their village and they're just eating the pig they're laughing they're just talking and something as simple as that it made me realize how grateful i am or it made me um become more grateful for our competitions now and the stuff that we win because we win money like yeah people put down those hundred dollar prizes five hundred dollar prizes um and stuff like that so it made me super grateful and stories like that and watching mj is kind of what got me into dance also Mm. and and all that stuff but yeah that's kind of my history mm. uh, my history in dance is I was a garage dancer Yeah. and for those who don't know it's pretty much what it sounds like you're just dancing in your garage you play music you're not competing in anything my um, and and um, also self-taught yeah. 
So I used to go to the library a lot, watch YouTube. Um, I watched B-Boys. I watched IBE, Red Bull BC at that time. Like I was watching all this stuff and I was thinking, those are dope. And so me and my friends, because there was no teacher around, and we we were just a bunch of kids from the hood that couldn't go to any classes. Mm. We just taught ourselves. We taught ourselves um, how to six step, how to free step, how to um, baby freeze properly, how to windmill too. At one point, backspin, all of that stuff. Um, and we we just did it at our local um, library. We did it at our rec center, and I guess from there it just blew up. Mm. And then I joined my first ever battle. In 2009. Oh, what was that? Yeah. Uh, there was a comp called Southside Gig 09. And you know what's the craziest thing? What? Is, um, actually, wait, wait, I'll tell the craziest thing after. Um, so I joined this comp in Southside Gig 09. Um, I was only 12. Yeah. And me and my cousin were B-boys. And our third member, because it was 3v3 B-boying, our third member couldn't make it and we yeah. were like what the heck his name's ollie mm. shout out to ollie he's he's a cool dude i love that dude though but that day i was angry at you <laughs> but um so our third member couldn't make it we went to his house early in the morning to go grab him and he wasn't answering and no one was home and it was funny because me and my cousin were like dude we all planned this like like weeks before that we were going to do this comp mm. that we were going to go and compete together and he's like not there and so me and my cousin, we decide, nah, stuff it, let's still go. So me and my cousin, we go, and um, we get there, and we register, but we don't have a third member. And we're like, oh, damn it, we need a third member. And then I see a friend of mine from Clendon, and he's there, and I'm just talking to him, <coughs> and then I just I told him our situation, mm. not thinking much. I just said, oh, yeah, we need a third member, but we don't know who to ask, or we don't got anyone. And he's like, oh, yeah, all good. And so he disappeared. Yeah. And then he comes back, and he goes, yo, um, Gully, dude, I found you a third guy, and he brings cows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so cows. Um, for those who don't know, cows is another OG, um, OG hopscotch, OG project. Um, been a friend of Josh and and Seda and Mele for a long time before us even joined or even knew them. So they kind of like, he's an OG, yeah, and he's also an OG b boy too. And so he brings my mate brings cows, and cows is like, oh, do you guys need a third? And we're like, yeah, we do. And we just told him, oh, but we're not that good. We're just starting out. But mm. Cal's being like the funny dude he is. He's like, nah, it's all good. It's cool. Like, yep. it's chill. And so we compete alongside Cal's in this battle. And we get smoked. Yeah. I mean, me and my cousin got smoked. He held himself. He was fine. Mm. But we get smoked by Loco, um, Locomotion. And um, it, was, it was crack up. And so the crazy thing about it was that... Um, the video on YouTube of that of that specific battle, the guy who's recording it is Josh. Oh. Yeah. So how and then it's funny how everything like kind of links yeah. over time. So Josh was there and watched my first ever battle, my first ever competition battle, and recorded it and posted it on YouTube. Cows was my third, mm. and now look at it now like. Yeah, full circle. Bro. A full circle. Like, who knew that now I'll be like part of a project, and I'm like Josh is my leader. Mm and stuff when back then I was just some kid that he was recording and shout out to Josh because a lot of things we do is because of him yeah. but also me and Matt shout out because in the battle he was hyping me like you can oh, hear yeah. him going yo yeah. and because we went under a group called uh, my b-boy crew back then was Pacific Rockers yeah. and so I think when he heard Pacific he was just like yo that's dope 
but crazy. And another thing that people don't notice is that um, since 09, I've I've been battling and freestyling in the freestyle and street dance and battle community in New Zealand for 10 years. Mm. So last year marks my 10 years of being in the battle community and stuff. So that's dope. Mm. Yeah. And shout out to Josh, your basket. <laughs> um, that's me because it actually leads on to my uh, second question, which was, bro, you're, you're battled... 10 years in the NZ so you've battled people from Ken to Drill to Prestige Av Nene Coconut the list like goes on for ages mm. so who are the people you hate slash love battling against and what has been your hardest battle to date okay yeah. um uh there are a few but I'll name only like I'll cut it down to like small yeah um one hard battle it wasn't my hardest but it was a very hard battle and shout out to this dude my battle um auckland badl qualifiers um finals with drill that oh, battle was hard fuck, dude was drill crazy. drill as a, yeah. a as a crumper as a dancer yeah. and as a person he's cool but as a dancer and a crumper dude he's killer dude. yeah he's crazy he's bro. so killer like like mad shout out and mad love to drill bro he is like Dude, that dude is dangerous on the floor. And what's more dangerous is that he could come back at any time. And I feel like he could still yeah, exactly. be dangerous. Yeah, like, yeah. I, And I hate that, but I love it. like, Because it's a push. Mm. You, I take it as like, dude, this guy's dope. Like, he's crazy. That's one. Um, another one would be um, would be Ken. Yeah. Mad shout out and mad love to Ken as well. Um, Bro, I feel like you guys have a battle at every event. Bro. Yeah, that, dude, that dude's crazy, G. I feel like... Um, I feel like me and him we push each other mm. from like from time to like for me like uh, me battling him at Battle Zone um, a few years back and then him coming back and then taking the belt back because mm. he won the belt the first time and then um, and then I took the belt back and then now he is like come full circle because now he, last year he took the belt back again and so it's just crazy. and it's funny because the belt's only been going between me and him if you go back to the first battle zone, shout out to Hadley for yep. the event, dope event. But if you go to the, back to the first battle zone, he took the belt the first time. And in the second battle zone, I took it. And then I defended it again against Matthew Pulianga. Shout out to him. And then last year, he took the belt back. So it's like the belt's literally just been bouncing between two people, which is crack up. And so me and him are always pushing each other. So he is another I lo- um, love-hate um, relationship with that dude super dope super crazy but he's a he's a cool dude as well but I'd say top and one is and always like in a hard battle I think one of my hardest if not the hardest but it would have to be Josh G yep. dude I cannot deal with that guy bro because Drill is a dope battler kill off rounds mm-hmm. Ken same thing super mean battle mentality kill off rounds but Josh has this he's a mental battler mm. and that's something that no one does like no one is no one does that mental battling anymore you know what I mean or they probably do yeah. I haven't seen some other people do it but um, I've seen Ken do it a few times when he talks to you while you're dancing but Josh he's been a mental battler for so long like now when I for those who don't know what I mean by mental battling is that he can he gets into your mind, mm. even sometimes even before the round starts. 
he'll find out he'll find a way or he'll find a weakness of yours he'll talk during your rounds he'll talk during his rounds and I remember battling this one time dude he got into my head so bad eh? he dictated what I was gonna do hey. and I feel like and from that moment I was like don't just strengthen your your body in battling and your yep. moves in battling strengthen your mind mm. your battle mentality because it was him that taught me that whole like to have a good strong battle mentality so we were battling I, I can't remember what it was but I remember we were battling for some all style comp and during the battle he like he was talking to me and he was speaking to me and, and just saying stuff like, dude, your moves don't match the music. Yeah. Or like, bruh, that move is whack. Or he'll like say, yo, you just did that. Like, this is the third time you've done that same move. Mm. Bro, and I can hear it, dude. And it like, <laughs> dude, it's just like, it's a killer in your head because yeah. it affects your whole dance. Mm. And so like, I like, and you could see it in my face. Like at that time, I like was like giving up slowly. Because dude, this guy was like, he was like, he's a dope dancer. Mm creative as hell but dude he just knew how to get into people's head I saw even watching him I remember um, I remember he, he did it to a few people he did it to Shelly um, he did it to Shelly and he did it to Sedu and it was the same exact reason they were crumping to a funk track and he did he said the same exact thing to both of them it, this is a um, to Shelly he was like what are you crumping for this is a popping track do you know what Shelly did what? He switched the popping from Crump, bro. Oh. And I was like, no, don't listen to him. Sidhu, the same thing. It was a funk track. Yeah. And Sidhu was like, I think he was crumping as well. Yeah. And then um, Josh did the same thing. He like, he was like, why are you dancing like that? Why are you crumping? It's a funk track. Sidhu changed his dance. But this is earlier days of yeah. the boys. So nowadays, they're killers. Like yeah, Sidhu's killing it both in dance and music. And then Shelly's killing it in dance as well. But mm. back then, dude... Yeah, and then it trained me, and then I I used that same battle mentality in my battle, and in 2016, HHI when I won the um, All Style TV2 with Maki, mm-hmm. there was um there was a battle against Simba. Yeah, and I love Simba; he's my boy. But we were battling that in that one round, and um me and Maki were saying go faster, go faster, and yeah. Simba. Hey. he actually was going faster and he's like I can't go any faster <laughs> and we were like why are you listening to us like don't listen to us but bro do you reckon that's a bit of that b-boy ego though when like dude, someone that's, tells you to that's, that's where it's oh, from yeah, yeah. so that Josh's mentality yeah. dude it's all b-boy ego mm. it's all like OG b-boy um, mentality that's where it's from and bro shout out to the OGs cause that mentality is so strong mm. like a lot of the dancers are, could fall to that like someone could be super dope bro and an OG or someone with that same mentality could just kill you off just by doing, just by saying, bro, that's whack. Because mm. even Jay said that he's had that. Jay, Jay Fresh, um, our boy, he, oh, I remember having a convo with him and he said that that worked on him. And he was battling an B, OG B-boy and he was like, yo, that move's whack. Jay, you just executed that wrong. Or you're, the OG was just like yelling at him. And Jay said that the more he yelled at him, the more he felt, like he didn't believe in his his b-boying yeah and he said that um and he's way better now like obviously those are earlier days but he said that that experience like it made him realize oh bro i need to train my mind as well to not listen and stuff mm. so like that b-boy mentality that's where josh gets it from and it works uh well it did work i think now it probably wouldn't but Oh, dude, that was a hefty battle and stuff. And I'd say that those three are like the ones that I love, hate to battle. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. 
and I, everyone else. Like, there's so much other people that um I'd love to talk about. Yeah. For everyone else, but I'd, I I'm just saying those three for now. But there's so much other people. But yeah. Honestly, the. I think, I, I was cracking up a bit before because I remember this one year in Battle Zone. Because when you're talking about the bout bouncing between you and Ken, yeah. I remember one year for your entrance, you walked in. With a horse here? Oh yeah, dude, dude, <laughs> oi, gee, you just crack up, I found that horse, I, literally the sound guy of, yeah. of Battlezone, I saw him wearing it for yeah. fun, and then I asked him, dude, are you using that later? And yeah. he goes, nah, and so, and he was like, do you want to use it? Mm. And I was like, oh, yo, cool, dude, and I used it, and it was the funniest thing ever, oh. dude, because I like clowning around, Yeah. for those who know me, I love clowning, but it was just like funny, gee, mm. I was cracking up, and I couldn't see crap through that. I was so afraid to go to the staircase because I couldn't see where the stairs were. Yep. That's why in the in the um video, my entrance video, I just jumped down onto the ground. But like, ah, uh, that horse head was cracked up, dude. Yeah, I see as well. That one year when you guys battled um prestige, well, why were you guys doing the hand thing, the the raw? Oh, it was the motif. Ah. Oh. So it was just a motif, like. Yeah. It was just something funny. Oh yeah, me man. And we just made a comment, and then so the raw. That little claw thingy wasn't for for us or for prestige. Yeah. It was for the crowd to connect oh, with it. So then the crowd would know, oh yeah, yeah, like this is project or this is what project did that year. Like that's how they remember. Oh, that's so positive. Yeah. So it wasn't really for us. Yeah. And I That's cool because the crowd was actually joined. Yeah, in. the crowd yeah. joined in. You could see yeah. it. They're all like when we did it, they'd be like laughing and then they'll do it too that mm. was the whole point of it it wasn't for us or for them yeah. it was for the crowd because the crowd could con- find somewhere to connect mm. like they can't connect without dancing because we dance all differently but yep. if we all do the same motif the yep. same little movement wow they're all gonna like ha 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 and do it too mm. and i thought about that when i suggested it so when i was like dude we should end this like that and then it was melee that was like that should be your guys motif like we should always do that at the end of some of your rounds. I was like, mm-hmm. yo, hard, hard. And so it's stuck. And it was crack up now because everyone, everyone did it around that time. Bro, that's so... Because I always wondered what it was, man. It's so cool to find this out, bro. Uh, that is uh, Prestige versus Project for Battle Battle Zone. You can find that on YouTube. Yeah. It's actually a pretty good battle. Um, we lost. We lost. Yeah, hard because Project sucks. Yeah, because Project's trash. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Christian 4... What are what are your top three tips for battling? Mm. I asked this to Mikey as well, and you know, people people actually want to know what's like because um, battling is becoming a bit more popular, and people yeah, actually yeah, everyone's, really everyone's like um, kind yeah. of moving over to it. Eh? Yeah, people really want to try it out and see what's up. So I've been seeing a lot of people um, from the Cory scene mm. kind of move over, yep. or or they're starting to like at Just least show face, yeah. and it's cool. I, I like it I like it um, and for those who so who want to get into it my three battle tips ooh okay okay mm. let me think this through okay number one I'd say one very important is that please please know your foundation for mm. whatever you're doing Yeah. if you want to get into if you're going to battle using the style of crump please know the foundation. If you're going to use use the style of popping, locking or whacking or whatever, please know your foundation and I promise you, it may it may feel boring to those who are probably like, oh, 
drilling these moves and learning these foundations is a bit boring i just want to get straight into it mm. i promise you G, it, for anyone who's listening like it will help you so much um so that's one see what about for the dancers that don't really like draw from that for those like, who don't draw from yeah, foundation like don't like yeah for those who don't draw from foundation you don't have to use it mm. you know what i mean yeah you can it's good to know you know what I mean? Like, there's nothing wrong with knowing something and you don't have to always use it. Mm. So just because you don't know your foundations doesn't make you any less of a dancer to anyone else. Uh, it just means you don't know it. Dude, that's so important, bro. Yeah, but I'm just saying to know it at least. Yeah. And I'm not saying to know 100% down to the last speck of information. I'm just saying to at least know a basic. And when I say basic, I mean something as, okay, in-house, this is a heel-toe, and this move here, uh, and the groove for house is a jack. Done. Dude, that's knowing your foundations, because you know something from it. And that small, like, piece of foundation can actually help Mm. in your dance, even if you don't even use it. So I always advise people, like, like, know, know a bit of your foundations. If you don't use it, that's all good, but you knowing it will help your dance. And if not helping your dance, it will help your knowledge of dance. You know what I mean? Mm. And a lot of people don't don't really use, like, any of the old school styles. But I always still tell them, like, it's nothing... It won't hurt to learn learn it. Like, it, it won't hurt your dancing if you know a little bit of foundation of locking. You might be an urban curry person and do a lot of urban curry. That's all good. But if you know, like, a little bit, it might help it a bit, but it won't decrease your urban curry. But it just goes off, this is a bit of a tangent, but you you said something that I, th- I thought was really, that I connected with a lot, which was, um, you don't need to know your foundations. Uh, I mean, you're not any less of a dancer if you don't know your foundations. Yeah. So what's, so for you, like, what do you consider a dancer then? I consider a dance, yeah. I feel like... Cause every... I, know, I know some people, they get really caught up on... Um, foundations and then like oh dude like you know? i i 100 see with people that get killed get they get caught up in other dancers not knowing their foundations yeah. dude i 100 percent agree mm. like hell yeah yeah i i always push um to the kids to anyone i teach i always push like oh dude you should learn your foundations mm-hmm. because foundations and history is the base of dance yeah now when i say that not knowing that makes you doesn't make you any less of a dancer. It doesn't. I I feel like what makes a dancer to me is everyone is a dancer. Mm. And when I say everyone is a dancer, I mean everyone is a dancer. Like from the people who do polyface only to the people who do only cultural dances to people who just go to the party in the club and they, they just dance. Yeah. Dance is, is international. Dance is global. We mm. all dance. So just because someone doesn't know that, like people in the club don't know their foundations and dance, but they'll still dance. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't stop them. So what I when I say that, I just mean it just means like learn it. Like there's nothing wrong with learning it. It doesn't hurt if you learn it. But it it would it doesn't make you any less than anyone else. Like just because someone in the curry scene doesn't know their foundations and I do, it doesn't mean I say it doesn't mean that they're any less of a dancer than I am. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're below me. Yeah. All it means is that I know foundations and they don't. Yeah. That's it. Oh. That's practically it. But we're still I'm still a dancer. Yeah. They're still a dancer. Mm. If they if I know foundations it's not gonna not it's not gonna make me any higher. If they know any foundations or know anything of dance world, 
um, of dance information that they know is not going to make them any higher than me. Dude, we're still the same dance. Like, if I, we're still human and we're still dancers. That's the main thing. All I say when I agree with those people who kind of push foundations is I agree because it's it's important. It's where it comes mm-hmm. from. And I understand, like, a lot of um, dancers want to just, like, get straight into dancing. Dude, that's fine. Like, go hard. Like, if it makes you happy, dance makes you happy, go for it. All I'm saying is that it doesn't hurt to just learn a little bit of foundation. It doesn't hurt to just take one class. If you can take several classes of Kari, it doesn't t- it doesn't hurt to take one foundation class. And vice versa. If you can take all these foundation classes, it doesn't hurt to move to the other side and take a Kari class. Yeah. Just to see if you can if you can implement it in there. It's vi- everything is vice versa. Like mm. me, I I'm hard out foundation and stuff, but it doesn't mean I won't take a curry class. I haven't taken a curry class in a while, yeah. only because I've been busy with my own things and pushing my and trying to grow like the scene and stuff and pushing events. But dude, back then, like only like a few years back, dude, I was like handy going to prestige classes. Mm, yeah. I remember going into an ID class. I remember taking like um off um off like classes, meaning like classes that are not under companies, just yeah. like dance classes. I've I've done those. I've, and I've also done the foundational classes and they both help Yeah, they both help in their own way you know what I mean mm. like I just feel like it just doesn't hurt to learn it you know what I mean it just does it literally doesn't hurt it won't kill you people can if you can spend hours on TikTok or Instagram yeah. surely you can spend like five minutes just reading reading up this one paragraph talking about the history of where locking came from mm. and I swear it will help because I emphasize, I, I don't sympathize or something. I emphasize on like, uh, on, on the creators. I yeah. think, imagine if I made locking yeah. and then 50 years from that, people were doing them and they didn't know who I was. Mm. Dude, I would feel so like, dude, I'll feel sad, bro. Cause yeah. like, and that's kind of what's happened. That's kind of not i'm not saying heaps i'm just saying it's kind of happening in our dancing is that a lot of the people they're doing sets or they're doing locking but then they don't know who donna's mm. and that sucks not for for them but for don yeah because like we if for for a quick little history is that don were when he was making locking don was laughed at you know people thought he was weird he was different and look what happened. What look what came out of it. Now we're doing his dance style that he and his friends made. We're doing it on world stages. We're doing it on small stages. We're battling with it, all because this dude believed in himself. And so that's what I mean by if it's it's sad if like like these guys are doing locking, but they're doing what he made, but they don't even even know what who he is. Mm. I just I just feel that's why I push it because I I push it for the ones who who did all the hard yards. Yeah. And when I say hard yards, I mean like being ridiculed, being laughed at, and also making it all up and stuff. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's the only reason why I push it. But reiterating back, it doesn't make anyone any less or any higher. Everyone's yeah. still a dancer. Everyone's still on the same level. And um, uh, if, you, if you watch back from last episode, M- Mele talked about the, important, uh, the importance of foundation as well. And it's like, for me, uh, whenever... Whenever I get lost in um, movement, 
I always have B-Boy to come back to. Yeah, hell yeah. And hell yeah. I, I always, and then whenever I come back to B-Boy, I always remember that like all my basic steps I still have down. I still have my six step. I have my CCs. I have like mm. so much to work with. And it reminds me that um, going back to your base and working on that and pushing that forward and like, ah, oh, crap. Oh man, I lost what I was going to say. Um, but it's just always it, nice. It, it it's always nice your, to have something to yeah, come back to. It helps your craft now. Yeah. Like that stuff back then helps your craft now. Mm. And people tend to forget that. Like, and I, I, I remember talking to these dancers and I asked like, and I was talking to them and I asked them like, oh, what's your, um, like, who's your favorite choreographer? Mm. And I remember they were like, oh, Brian Puspos. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. That's me. Like, he's, he's dope. He's dope. And he goes, oh, what's your favorite, like, old school style? And they're like, oh, um, and they're like, old school style? They didn't know which one? And then I was yeah. just like, oh, what's your favorite set? When you do a set on stage, what, what style do you like to do? And they're like, oh, popping. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, oh, cool. Um, do you know who made Popping? Or like, do you know the uh, the original Poppers? And they're like, no. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's all good. Mm-hmm. Like, And then, um, and I told them, oh, yeah. And you guys like Brian Puspo say? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah. Did you know what's funny? And I was like, what? They were like, oh, well, what is it? And he goes, um, did you know that like before Brian Puspo was famous? Did you know that Brian Puspo was a, was a Popper? Mm, yeah. And they're like, what? Nah, and they didn't believe me. They thought that he just did Cory like from the beginning. I was like, oh nah, dude, no. Like Brian Puspos was a popper before he like um before he like got into Cory. Do you know that all the dancers that you know they all came from an old school style? Mm. And they're like, what? And they're like, um, oh, there was a dancer. What's it? Oh, dude, I I can't remember his name. Sorry, I forgot his name. But he adds a lot of um b-boy elements. Daniel Jerome. Yeah, 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 and it's obvious, dude. Yeah. He came from b boying Yeah, and so I always tell like Kari dancers or any dancers, like freestyle dancers as well, like who are, who want to transition into Kari but don't feel like oh they're gonna do it well. I always and then for Kari dancers to transition to freestyle, but they don't feel like they're gonna do it well. I say, dude, the people you look up to, they show that you can do the transition. Like for freestyle dancers, you look at like Brian and all of those guys, Jerome, like, dude, they come from old school styles, foundational styles, and now they're killing it in Kari. And then the other way around, you look at Ian Eastwood, yeah. who was a foundational style. He hard out did Kari, and yeah. now he's going back mm. and battling. And he's killing it in the, yeah, in the really game. Is. Like, it can work other way. Like, and I just tell people, like, dude, like, at first, before Kari, there was just the foundational styles, and then yeah. Kari came along, and it became a big thing. Mm. But now it's there; we can't change it. But you can work with from both. Mm. And Project, we proved that as well. Yeah, we handy like proved that. Like, we are like, yeah, we we proved that you can do well in the battle, and in the freestyle world, and in the battle world, and in the Kari. And I know that people are, are still stuck, like they want to stay in either the battling or stay in like the quarry. But dude, it can work both ways, and you learn so much. Yeah, I think that's the main thing. You can learn so much from both sides. Hell yeah, bro, that was a crazy tangent. Okay, uh, last two tips. Last two tips. Yo. Last oh, dude, tips. that's why this. Yeah, two yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. shucks. Sorry, you can cut it down here. Yeah, 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 I'll cut it down. But yeah, honestly, yeah. this is like pretty mean. So I think I might keep it in anyway. Um. Okay. Two more tips. I'll. I'll um, summarize it and make it nice and strong and short um, second one would be um, 
uh, what do you call it? Believe in yourself. Yeah. And when I say that, that that the the tip is battle a mentality. So battle mentality. There's so much stuff um, with battling that people don't realize that there's so much stuff they have to take into account. But I think the best one to sum it all up is believe in your craft and believe mm-hmm. in yourself. That yeah. is the best battle mentality to have. Because yeah. when you're battling and they can be going all up in your face, but if you come back and and all you're doing is you're not getting at them, but you're believing in yourself through your, your dance and your round, dude, it can overpower mm-hmm. whatever they did. You know what I mean? Because then people be like, dude, this guy really believes in himself. And like I said before, it's contagious. Yeah. So that's um, one big tip of mine. Always and please believe and um, in yourself, in your movement, in your craft when you're battling because that can be just as strong as getting up in their face and attacking them is to show that you, you love your craft. Um, and the third one is um, the most important one, I reckon, is have fun. A battle can get grungy, it can get grimy, it can sometimes get raw, and it can sometimes be fun and clowny and jokes, but in the end, it's all fun, and it's yeah. because we do it for fun. Mm. Like, when I battle, I've had some, some beefy battles, and they get beefy and they get a bit hectic, but in the end, we're doing, we do it because we love dance, and we have fun. And it might Sorry, get... When you said beefy, I just thought about I'm the twin, but yeah, keep going. But about who? I'm the twin. Was that? Shall oh it? my gosh! I'm the <laughs> twin. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, that that's a perfect example. Me and Sheldon were going heavy at each other, but in the end, it's all love. Yeah, yeah. In the end, it's all love and it's all fun, and I think that's the one thing that you that people always have to keep in mind is that when you're battling, when you're ciphering, when you're freestyling, whatever, like have fun. Yeah. Definitely have fun, and I swear, there's been um comps where I've won a whole comp. Just by having fun, for and it's surprising. Like I didn't realize. Like when I, when I trained hard, but then I felt like I was missing something. And then on the day, I'll just be like, you know what, bro, have fun. And like, a perfect example is uh, Fist of Fury with with Av. Mm. Or Fist of Fury. No, actually, Fist of Fury um, in Wellington, the second Fist of Fury. Shout out to um, Don for um, running that event, dope event. First of Fury, um, 2018, was a heavy battle event, but I won because that whole comp, I just had fun. Mm. I was just doing me. I was doing um, two two of my three tips. I was just doing those two, having fun and um, believing in myself. And then I won. So it, it, can, it can work. You don't have to have a strong, like, I'm going to get you. That can work as well, but... Even just believing in yourself and having fun can work just as well. Mm. Yeah. And that's my three tips. Sorry I prolonged yeah. it. Nah, it's good. It's good. Uh, what do you think is the most important lesson you've learned from losing a battle? Because I think people have seen John quite... I think more people have seen you recently. Yeah. And they see win events or like place really high. But like back then, you actually used to come sick in a lot. Dude, the, there, second, there was, the second place curse? Yeah, there was, oh, there was a curse dude. where he came second a lot. So he's taken a lot of L's, bro. Oh, man. Um, yeah, going off what Andy's saying and what you're saying, mm. um, people, yeah, they do see, tend to see my wins a lot. But, dude, if I were to compile a list of my wins, actually, no, not just me, every dancer. Yeah. Every dancer 
will come if they compiled their um every battle dancer if they compiled their list of wins and losses the list of losses will always mm. always overweight the 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 list of wins and it's it's because that's how you win yeah. is that you lose and so um i think the biggest lesson i've learned from losing is how to lose yeah. now there's a people don't realize this and this might be a bit confusing but dude losing is actually a skill mm. on, on there is actually an actual skill um called losing and how to lose properly now the the reasoning behind that is because um even for myself back then when i used to lose dude i used to get salty like i used to hate like like anyone we hate losing mm. And it happens, but dude, I used to be like, nah, stuff this, stuff the judges, like, stuff that guy that beat me, like, wherever, if I lost in, like, wherever I would lose would determine how salty I was. If I lost in, like, top four, yeah. if I lost in final, I'd be fine. I'd be like, okay, I came second, damn it, but all good. If I lost in top four, I'd be like, ah, oh, yeah, close top eight yeah top 16 i'm like nah gee what the heck and then not making it from prelim bro i like honestly dude i hated losing and i would always get salty and so why i say it's a skill is because nowadays i've matured and i realized you have to learn how to lose mm. and how the right way to lose is to one accept it um accept that you lost um accept that you carried on unless you really don't like the judge's call yeah. and you feel like it's rigged then you call the judge out if yeah. you want or you have a conversation with the judge before you do any drastic thing like call them out but um one is accepting the loss two is learning from it so okay cool um now take from what what do you reckon you need to improve on Cool. Uh, I need. I think. I feel like this was lacking. I feel like this was lacking. Blah blah blah. Cool. I'm gonna learn from it. And three, improve. I feel like um, once you've learned and you know what um, you're, you're lacking and why you lost, or you, you you understand, or you watch your rounds back and then you you see why you lost. Okay. Now go back and improve on it. Go back into the lab, into the studio, back into the street, and go and improve on um, on what you need to work on and come back stronger. All of that. That's a skill, and that's called how to lose. And that's the biggest lesson I've learned from losing battles is how to lose properly, mm. how to accept it, see what I need to work on, and go back and work on it and come back stronger. I think that's the a very important lesson that I've learned from losing. Yeesh. Strong answer, solid answer, solid answer. Yeah, because some people like get like really, really salty. Eh? Fuck, call them out, call them out. How? It's just like, gee, you lost, just relax. No. I should have said that to myself eight years ago, actually. <laughs> so, bro, um, this this is a question that sometimes I ask myself. But like, like what is what is community to you, and why do you think it's important? What is community to me, and yeah. why do I think it's important? I think the community, yeah, is like is everything. Yeah. Mm. I feel like it's or if not everything, it's like super super important. Um, cause I take it back to like, take it back to like our, our family values and our culture yeah. and stuff like, um, for me, like in Polynesian culture and Samoan culture or island culture as a whole, um, family is very valued just like as in your culture as well is super valued. And, um, also not only that is like family, but your village is your family. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so... 
we are we're always raised to be like um to care for everyone care for your neighbor and so i feel like the reason why community is super important is because it stems from that value of everyone bringing everyone up together and so i i feel like it's super important because in our dancing yeah like we like everyone everyone needs to build up everyone and i feel like when when one person helps one person grow it, it, it creates a ripple effect and that's community yeah that's community is that ripple effect and then everyone coming up together that's what i find super important what, what was the other half of the question um no i think i just asked what is community to you and why do you think it's important but i think you oh yeah yeah you know. yeah i yeah pretty much to like sum it all up um community is super important we all need each other and i think if our community grows together um we lead by example for the next generation because that's that's their own community as well like the kids now that are dancing that's their they have their own and that's their age group that's their community because when they become when they grow up it's them they're gonna see around a lot not us like we'll see um, us around as the OGs or as the ones before us but they'll have their own community like mm. they'll be they'll be a, like a, a kin in that community they'll yeah. be a drill a happy feet in that community but that's theirs so I feel like community is super important because we we lead for the next generation underneath us and then they will and then that's the ripple effect they lead for the community underneath them and yeah super important please Please understand how how important community is. Even if you look back into hip hop history, it's all community. It's all community. That's it. I'm not gonna say anything more about that. I think if you really wanna know um, the success of a community, look back at hip hop, like the histor the historical uh, history of hip hop. Because then look where it is now. Now the community is global, mm. but it all started with just a bunch of kids in the poor neighborhood, and so. Super important, man. Super important. Um, last, uh, last question for you directly. Yep. When you were younger, you lived by, to be great, you have to be a servant. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that still remain true for you today? And what else do you live by now? Is there anything else? Yep. I still live by that and I still... Matthew twenty twenty six, mm. um, in the Bible, I still live by that same thing. Oh, and I'm kind of touched base on it like earlier too from the yeah. family. So yeah, it's it is. I still live by that. Super important to me. Um, and like to be great is to be a servant. Is like pretty much it's self explanatory. Like yeah. the ones that are great are like they're not like you have people that that try to be great on their own you know what I mean mm. and it's cool like, I, I, I feel that but like when you become great by serving others you, your greatness is like upheaved like tenfold like it lifts up because because instead of just proving yourself you've lowered yourself but by lowering yourself others raise you you know what I mean mm. Because you've lowered yourself to help others and others will raise you and then you become great. So that's how I've always seen it and that's how it's important to me. And like I said earlier with my family, I'm always doing that. Now because of them, um, our family 
is respected by our neighbors and also my my mom and dad are respected by like my like other parts of my family like the cousins and that because they know oh yeah these guys always welcome others and they always help others and so i feel like it's super important and for anything else i live by now i'd say like my earlier conversation with just you yeah oh when it wasn't recording sorry yeah. and that was there's nothing wrong with being selfish mm. there's nothing wrong with just as much as you're selfless as in like helping people yeah there's nothing wrong with being selfish mm. and I, I i realize that now like at first i was super like put myself up put others first yeah and then now i've realized that oh, okay i can put others first and still put myself first as mm. well you know what i mean so there's nothing wrong with being selfish. There's nothing wrong with building yourself as a person, as a dancer, as a writer, a creator, a, an architect, whatever you want to be like. There's nothing wrong with building yourself first and becoming great within your own eyes and creating, finding your inner happiness through mm. your own self-achievement. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think um, like that's that's become just as important as building others. So I used to think building others only, but now I'm like, oh no, build build us. Yeah. Let's build us together. Yeah. Like let me build me, you build you, and then when we can, let's build each other as well. Mm. And so that's it's pretty much what I, what I live by. Obviously, like I will always live by um my beliefs of the Bible. Yep, that's that's the truth. I will always live by um God and that God um is the one that blesses me with everything that happens in my life, both good and bad. Um, good things I thank him and bad things I, I ask for guidance and I keep it going but what also with that is my my own other like stuff that I believe in which is service and selfishness at times mm. and yeah I feel like because of those things um, in my life good things have been happening bad things have been happening as well that's inevitable but like I'm starting to find a bit of my inner happiness yeah and whenever I do something, it's like a self-achievement. And when I find self-achievement, dude, I'm like proud of myself. And when I'm proud of myself, I find a little bit more of that inner happiness. That's cool. And then that little inner happiness rubs off to other people. Because mm. they see that, oh, dude, he's kind of happy within himself. Damn, that kind of makes me happy. And then bang. It's like that person gets happy, does this thing. Yeah. I think like those things are, I think what I find important now. So... The Lord above, obviously, um, service to others, and then um, building yourself and being selfish with yourself and putting yourself first at times as well. And then everything else is in the middle, like that um, is important as well, like family, friends, yeah. the crew, food, mm. food again, yeah, more food, and more food, yeah, kebabs, yeah, yeah. I was never a fan of like. Sorry to like be tangent, nah, but I was never a fan of like kimchi for a while, eh? I'm not either, actually. Really? Yeah, I can't. The taste is a bit too strong for me. I can't. Like, there's actually like a time when I actually couldn't stand kimchi, mm. and seju was there, but yeah. I love seju, so yeah. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm not gonna waste your money. Yeah. But like, now I like it. Oh yeah. yeah you know yeah. what I mean? But there's this egg thing. I think it's egg. Like, yep. do you know how you get that platter yep, yep. in Korean restaurants? And then there's kimchi in that. There's, like, the egg thing that I really like. Mm. But, I, yeah. I think it's... I think it's... Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry. Sorry to, like, oh. go on and off 
Stem there, but yeah, those are my uh, those are the things I live by now, and I find important alongside with community and stuff. And food, I feel like food, dude. The world connects. I'm like going on another tangent again. The world connects by like two things. The world is no, 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 no. Well, which one is it? No, yeah, it is. It's connected by two things. Um, music. Yeah. Oh, three. Music, food, and dance. I feel like those three things connect the world. And then also on top of it is like the Lord. And I know that not everyone believes in God, but that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Everyone's like objected to their own beliefs. But physically down here on earth, I'd say it's like food, dance, and music. Mm. That's what connects it. Because, dude, how many like international dancers or whatever that don't speak English or anyone that dances, but they don't speak English and they come here and you can't have a good conversation with them, right? Mm. But when you guys dance on the floor. Yeah. It's like yeah, you, yeah. You, it's like you guys are talking there. Eh? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, I just I was thought about it. Eh? Mind boggling stuff when you're in a five hour drive to Hawke's Bay. Fuck. Um, that's cool. That's a cool point you bring up because uh, was when when Kevin Paradox came, uh, I remember Kevin was, he was he was walking around freestyling with everyone, right? Yeah. And during his workshop, there was a point in time where he asked everyone to freestyle and test out the things that um, we learned from his session. Yeah. And he walked around and I remember there was this one part where he freaks out in front of me and I've never had that happen before. Yeah. That exchange. And I just remember that exchange being like, uh, for me, it was like crazy because we, we didn't talk, but it felt like we were saying. It's like a conversation. Yeah, yeah. Eh? It felt yeah, like we were yeah, saying yeah. heaps and I felt like I was saying, hey, this is how I like to move and this is me. And then he was like, oh, that's cool. This is me. And then we're like. But it's like some sort of mutual connection. Yeah, yeah. And it's like a respect thing too. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what I mean. I feel like dance is like this. Dance is its own language. Like they've said it. Like people have said it so many times. Even like in the ni- early 1900s and that with like ballet and that. Like people, they always say dance is its own language. But now I understand it. Like dance is literally its own language. Like, like, like you and Paradox. You guys didn't yeah. have to talk. Yeah. But you guys were talking. Mm. That's that's what I mean. But that's what bottles my mind at times because I'm like, how do you know, like, how do you know how I feel mm. without saying anything? Yeah. But just moving. Wait. How do? Wait, let me re- rephrase it. How do I know how? How do you know how I feel by moving how you feel? Damn, that's a. You know what I mean? Bro, that's trippy. That's trippy. I know, right? And I was like, uh, uh, and that's what I mean. Like, like for example, um. The locking jam. Yeah. Yuki's English is not the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but right. But dude, when he's dancing, it feels like we're we're with him. You know mm, what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And when we were jamming and stuff, like, and when he's just like, like had that little solo part. Yeah. I felt like I was like supporting and like with him in it, but, but dude, when I speak to him, his English is not that great. <laughs> yeah. And like, I try to get I get across what I say, but if I talk with dance, like, he knows what I'm saying. Mm. You know what I mean? And I think that's the. I think that's a dope thing about like dance as well because it's like it, it can touch you in a way yeah like song and dance can touch you in a way that you mm. that other things can't like move you you know what I mean yeah interesting topic interesting topic I think you should add that as well you should add and yeah. in, include like what are some topics people should give you topics to talk about we'll have, we'll have a brainstorm G. Um, we'll have a brainstorm after maybe tonight but uh uh, moving on just the viewer question oh yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the last viewer question so dear what's the Dilly's podcast I'm a dancer that's been dancing for 5 years now 
but recently I've found myself not improving. I look the same in a lot of my freestyles, and even though I know it's my style, I just want more. I'm starting to get frustrated and even a little bored. I want to improve and really advance my freestyling further. What's some techniques slash tips for me to put into my practices to improve? How do I be more creative? Dude, this is an actual viewer that yeah. asked that. Yeah. That's such a oh, really rough thought. But this is like, um, so they sent it in and then I kind of put it together. Oh, you reword it? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Because sometimes they send it in and it's a bit jumbled, so I just yeah, try yeah, to yeah, clean yeah, yeah. it up. You find it. the points, yeah. yeah. Okay, crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, I picked I've, uh, I picked this one for you because oh they're all they're all in a pool and I pick which ones I think th- um, the person could answer the best yeah yeah so I picked this one for you because you're like f- probably one of the most versatile dancers here mm. one of the most versatile dancers here okay um so if I got correctly they they're getting a bit bored they want to improve but they yeah. they're dancing for five years and they yeah. feel like they're not improving and they feel like um, every time they watch themselves they they look the same yeah okay um cool I think some tips on maybe how to be a bit more creative or to break through that wall Mm. um one i i touched on it earlier and i'm not gonna bash it or something i'm just gonna say it um like foundations helps yeah again and just touching base on that for um, learning the foundation of another style helps that's one thing i'm not gonna bash too much on it i already did yeah um another thing is fine and a physical a physical tip is that in your dancing find a shape that's weird and uncomfortable mm. so when i was training grace yeah um there's actually shout out g race yeah shout out to g race <laughs> you you funny little girl um my students my own or oh, her and vana um students um sorry going back so when i was training grace one time Oh, actually, no, Grace and Vanna, they were both there at that, that one training session. Yeah. I made them find weird shapes. So I made them do these weird-ass shapes. I'm like, I go into these weird shapes, and they would. They went into these weird shapes, and it was, and I found, is it uncomfortable? And they're like, yeah, I don't know. Like, Vanna bent right over and then put his hand here, and, like, Grace, like, went low but stuck her leg up there and put her hand behind her head. Like, weird shapes. Yeah. And I said, is it uncomfortable? Yeah. And they're like, yes. And I say, cool. You're going to do two things. You're going to dance out of it and you're going to dance into it. Oh, yeah. And so I made them do that. And what that was was to break out of the um, the notion that you have to be up straight or you have to be in the box. Yeah. And your body has to be like, what looks cool is this certain movement or shape. Mm. But in my mind, to be more creative, what look you have to think that every shape, every weird unusual shape looks cool every weird unusual movement looks cool yeah um so i think like the tip is like find something uncomfortable yeah not only in movement and dance in styles and um knowledge of your of your dance like find something that's uncomfortable and then dive at it and then make it work you know what i mean i think that's what that's what how you break out of um that's how you break out of that wall and get into that more creative side mm. because in now your mind is so used to this that when you find something unusual your mind and your body's like yo what are you doing like yo john what are you doing mm. the hell are you doing this is like weird but then that's exactly what you want you're like yeah i know it's weird mind and, and body 
but we're going to work with it and we're going to break out of it and do it and use it. And then, bang, you, you enter that creative, like, part of your side because it's like, oh, okay, that's weird. What's another weird shape? What's another weird movement? Um, so, yeah, find something super, find what's uncomfortable and run with it. And in terms of technique, I think my only tip for technique is drill. Drill, drill, drill. Whatever you're doing, if you're doing a style or popping, locking, or you're not doing a style and you're just doing your own thing, drill it. So there's a saying that I'm not afraid of the man who um, knows a thousand kicks, mm. but I am afraid of the man who practices one kick a thousand times. Yep. You know what I mean? Shout out Bruce Lee. Shout out Bruce Lee. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. So that saying is so true. Like, And that what, what Bruce Lee is pretty much saying is drill drill and practice what your movement is now yeah so like if you if this like you know shout out to the um, person to the viewer who's um, seen this comment if this if you feel like your dance is feeling the same or you've been um or like it looks the same and stuff that probably is because you think that that's the peak of that move yeah. or the peak of your movement but it's not the peak of your movement. Yeah. You're getting bored because you don't want to push any further or you don't want to practice oh, it to the T. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So like, like that's what I mean by practice it, like drill it. Like, for example, if I do one move where I stick my arm out like straight, yeah. that's just level one. Yeah. Like, But there's still a hundred levels of that to go and that's to make it like fully strong and then to extend on that, like your movement, you add stuff to it. If your movement feels boring, it's because you haven't you haven't added any sauce. Yeah. Like you have a soup there, you haven't added any flavor, mm. but you're 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 bored of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you add flavor, and what I mean by flavor is you add small stuff like if you're flowing around, tick. Mm. Tick, 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 tick. Or pauses, pause, 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 or make it fast, or do your motion slow. Or do you motion as slow as you can go? Like, there's so much you can do with what you know. You know what I mean? So, like, push beyond it. Yeah. And I know it's hard to find the inspiration, but I find inspiration in everything, really. Like, in everything. In anime. Yeah. Um, in dance battles, choreo videos, in performances, in, in music. I love listening to classical stuff, and I, like, listen to it and think, like, oh, how did they make this? And then I think like, oh, dude, they must have, like, Beethoven must have refined this so many times. Like, he must have made so many drafts of this one piece to make it where it is now. And it's the same as dance, right? And if, if you're feeling bored or you're feeling like you're not improving, that's draft one. Yeah. Draft it again. Take that same move. What can you do with it? Three times. Break it down another three times. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah. crazy. But um, to that person, yeah, push beyond it. Um, uncomfortable. Fight. Um, drill your movement that you know so far, and just um, yeah, find inspiration in everything, and and good luck to you, whoever that is. And hope you hope to see you kill it in the freestyle game, and hope you beat me. That's the number one thing I do when I'm teaching Grace and Yovana, or I teach anyone anything. It's like I hope you use this to beat me, cause. When G Race beats me, bro, I'm gonna yeah. be so happy. Yeah. Like, like low key for real. When G Race or Vanna beats me, I'm gonna legit be like, ugh, like, teary eyed, like yeah. those, ah, proud. 
but yeah that's yeah yeah that's i think that's my tips for that okay. uh to end it off bro what's one piece of advice you give yourself five years ago one piece of advice Oh yeah, uh, one piece of advice I reckon I tell myself five years ago is open your mind and your heart. Oh. Hell yeah, open your heart so you so you can um, open your heart into treating everyone the same, yeah. and serving others just as I I've, I've been telling talking about in this interview, and open your mind as in you are always a student. Yeah, no matter what, you are always a student. People that were like. There could be you could be the best at one thing, but you ain't the best at everything, which means you may be like high level in in one thing, for example, one style, yeah. but you low level in another. Yeah, you low level in like five others. Mm-hmm. I may be the best, like at crump. Yeah, but I'm low level. I'm like level zero in popping and in whacking and mm-hmm. in like you know what I mean. Like you're always a student. Yeah, everywhere you go. So that's what I mean. Open your heart and open your mind. John and, and stop stealing <laughs> oh <laughs> but yeah that's that that's, that would be the advice I'd tell myself five years ago I'll tell my yeah yeah alright bro um, yeah that's it G shot man shot this is like the longest episode we've ever filmed but yeah sorry bro dude we started at like like one yeah we started ages ago but we've been talking for a long time yeah it's like um, just to end it off bro like just plug yourself um you know what are you doing next oh uh yo uh cool everyone so um yep so um my main style is hip-hop freestyle um and so like um me and um one of the boys that was in the earlier podcast mike and another um homie ev um also with project uh, we're going to be starting up um, hip-hop classes at Monadewa High School. M- will most likely be um, Thursday nights. Please look out for um, any posters or info that comes out. Come through and learn from us. And also, we're, um, the next Loose Change will be coming up real soon. Um, with Loose Change, um, I try to make it kind of a daily but not daily thing. So yeah. it's something for dancers to keep working towards. Mm. Um, so keep um, an eye out for that and for any projects that project team does keep an eye out and mad shout out to Andy for having me and thank you to everyone who um that that listens to this and just yeah follow me on Instagram j.happyfeet underscore underscore and yeah peace peace love unity and having fun <laughs>